everyone. Welcome to CTC and thanks for spending part of your weekend with us. I'm Lynn Poindexter and you're watching the 3D4. This summer, everyone is invited to join with thousands of people all over the world in the same page summer Bible reading challenge. This is a guided plan that will take you through the entire New Testament. You can read or listen whenever it's convenient for you. To get a copy of the plan, you can stop by Connect Central or email Chrissy Carroll at ccarroll at ctcde.church. CCC is hosting another car show next Sunday. We invite you to join us on June 25th from 12.30 to 2.30 at our Ellesmere campus for a Model T car show and ice cream social. It will be a great opportunity for our church to connect with the Roselle neighborhood and the area surrounding the Ellesmere campus. The event is free and you don't need to sign up. For more information, contact Lisa Kelly at lkelly at ctcde.church or call the campus office at 302-998-4584. We are getting closer and closer to this year's Vacation Bible School, and our kids' ministry is getting ready for you. This year's schedule will be different from previous years. BBS will run nightly June 26th to 30th from 5 to 7.30 p.m. at the Bear Campus. The theme is Babylon, Daniel's Courage and Captivity. During this week, you will explore sights and smells in a Babylonian bazaar and find out that we are not much different from Daniel and his friends who kept their faith in a faithless culture. To sign up to serve or to register your child, go to ctcde.church events. Thanks for being here today. You can find more information about all of our events by going to ctcde.church. You can also like us on Facebook and follow us on Instagram to stay up to date. As we worship together today, our prayer is that you leave feeling encouraged and closer to God than ever. Please let us know if there's anything you need while you're here. Now, let's get ready to worship. Welcome to Christ the Cornerstone. Are you glad to be in the house of the Lord today? We welcome you, uh, those of you that are watching us online uh, today. Uh, we're going to see a little bit of this in a few minutes, but today is our Father's Day car show. And uh, so if you're at home and you want to uh, come out and see our car show, we'll be here until one o'clock today. Happy Father's Day to all you dads. Thanks for all that you do. Can we stand this morning as we begin to worship today? God gives us the most wonderful gifts. We thank Him for it. This honey in the rock, water in the stone, men on the ground, no matter where I go, I don't need to worry now that I know. Everything I need, you've got. This honey in the rock. Praying. For a miracle, thirsty for the living well, only you can satisfy. Sweetness at the mercy seat, now I've tasted, it's not hard to see, only you can satisfy. 
Let's give thanks to the Lord today. Hallelujah. That song is taken from the book of Psalms. I believe it's Psalm 63. And the Lord is urging us to listen to his words and to trust him. And if we will listen to his words and if we will trust him, then the scripture says he will feed us with the finest of good things. And with honey from the rock, he will satisfy us. 
And all we have to do is listen to his words. But how many of you know that's not always easy? Because I get in the way so many times of what God wants to do in my life. Because I want to do what I want to do. God, we thank you for that promise in your word today that you would feed us and that you would supply everything that we need. And Lord, all we need to do is listen to your words. We thank you for that promise. Holy Spirit of God, we pray you would move in our midst today. Move among us in everything that we do and say, let it be glorifying and lifting up to you, God. You deserve all the glory. You deserve all the praise. So we bring it to you and we lay it at your feet today in Jesus' name. And everybody said, amen and amen. God bless you. You may be seated. Well, again, we want to welcome you to uh, CTC. Thanks so much for being here with us today. Again, happy Father's Day uh, to all you dads. And uh, thanks for bringing your family to uh, come and worship with us today. Uh, you might have noticed a few uh, classic cars in our parking lot, and uh, it's our annual Father's Day car show, so stick around uh, after the service is over. It goes until 1 o'clock, and uh, so we'd love to uh, see you stick around for that. If you're new today, if you've never been to CTC before, we want to extend a special welcome to you, and thank you for visiting with us and uh, joining us for worship today. When you leave the uh, service this morning and go out into the mall, on the left-hand side of the mall is our Connect Central, and there you can stop in and find out all the information that you need about all the ministries uh, that are associated with our church. You can meet some folks from our church. We have a gift for you uh, if you're new, and so would you stop by there on your way out uh, at Connect Central and uh, let us meet you and talk to you a little bit. If you're online and you're new, uh, there's an I'm new here button that you can click that's in the upper right-hand corner of the screen, or you can click the I'm new here button that just most likely popped up in the chat window, and uh, you can just say hello to us and uh, let us know who's worshiping with you. Uh, your Connect cards are there at your table uh, or at your seat where you're sitting. Uh, online Connect cards are available. We ask you to fill those out whenever, you're wor- whenever you worship with us uh, just so that we can know you're here. Because uh, we miss you when you're not here. We want to be able to uh, follow up with you and encourage you if you need that kind of encouragement. You can also, on those uh, Connect cards, you can leave any prayer requests or praise reports uh, that you want to share with us. We have groups that meet uh, throughout the week uh, to, uh, to pray over those. They don't just go in a drawer somewhere. Uh, we, uh, we don't forget about them. Uh, we pray over them, and then a list goes out to Uh, a number of people in the church who pray over those needs on a weekly basis. So now we talked uh, a couple of minutes ago about the car show and about how excited we are. And uh, normally for the uh, stewardship segment, you would see Pastor Roger up here. But we're going to join Pastor Roger live uh, outside at the car show for the uh, stewardship segment. And we're going to go to that right now. Good morning, everybody at Christ the Cornerstone. Good morning for those who are in the celebration room and to you online. We're so glad that you've joined us today here at Christ the Cornerstone. As always, we love, we serve, and we engage. And that's one of the reasons why we're out here today is because because we are engaging our community with the with the grace of Jesus Christ and having this offer, having this car show in order to to experience that. It's a great day to be here together, and uh, so we invite you to come out and be with us. We're here till 1 o'clock uh, outside, and we've got free food and, uh, and a good time, so bring your family 
as we uh, celebrate Father's Day and all kinds of things. So let me say happy Father's Day to all the dads out there. We're so grateful for the leadership and the, the way that you care for us, the way you provide and take care of your families. You are a gift to us uh, from God, our Heavenly Father. Let's take a moment now and, and remind one another of one of the scriptures that inspires us to trust in God. And this scripture that we have today comes from Matthew chapter 6, verse 33. It'll be on the screen, and I encourage you to read this with me. Let's say this together. But strive first for the kingdom of God and His righteousness, and all these things will be given to you as well. So let's, uh, let me invite you again to stand again if you're in the celebration room and we'll get back to worshiping uh, God and uh, let me offer this prayer. Dear Heavenly Father, we thank you for this day. Thank you for the beautiful weather that we've got outside. Thank you for all that you give to us. We ask you, God, now to come be present with us as we continue to sing and hear your word. Uh, encourage us, God, and help us be able to serve you as we love you and we love others in the name of Jesus Christ, our Lord and our Savior. Amen. Amen. Can we stand together this morning? We're in week two, as you're going to hear in just a few minutes from Pastor Roger in our, in our message this morning. We're in week two of our, of our message series called Acting Out. It's based in the book of Acts, and we're talking a lot about the Holy Spirit and how the Holy Spirit empowers us to be the people that he wants us to be so that we can play the part that we're called to play in the kingdom of God. So a song that we began singing a few weeks ago, inviting the Holy Spirit to come and just be with us and to rest on us. Holy Spirit, we invite you to come and be in this room. Fill us to overflowing so that we might enjoy your presence and we might become the people you want us to be. Hallelujah. As the Spirit was moving over the water, Spirit, come move over us. Come rest on us. Come rest on us. As the Spirit was moving over the water, Spirit, come move over us. Come rest on us. Come rest on us. Come down, Spirit, when you move. Make my heart pound when you fill the room. You're here and I know you are moving. I'm here and I know you will still be calm down. Spirit, when you move, you make my heart pound when you fill the room. You're here and I know you are moving. I'm here and I know you will still be. As the Spirit was moving over the water, Spirit, come move over us. Come rest on us. Come rest on us. As the Spirit was moving over the water, Spirit, come move over us. Come rest on us. Come rest on us. Fire and wind, come and do it again. Open up the gates, let heaven open. 
with your Holy Spirit. Renew us today in this place, in these moments that we have together, worshiping in the presence of the King of glory, the Lord of all majesty. We bring glory and honor to your name. Hallelujah. Debbie's going to lead us. Yes, the world bow down and say you are God. Every man bow down and say you are king. So let's start right now. Why would we wait? 
just being in your presence because there is so much to be found in your presence fullness of joy God when we're in your presence nothing else matters 
And when we practice that being in your presence and getting to the place where nothing else matters, where everything becomes secondary, then we can live that outside of this room. We can live that outside of the strength of the numbers that we have here today, gathered together in this building and worshiping online. But God, then on the Tuesday afternoons and the Thursday mornings when things get tough, we just want to be with you. Of all the things that we could strive to get and to maintain, holiness and living in the presence of God is probably the most important thing. There's all kinds of things that we strive for. And being successful in business and our job and those kind of things, those, there's nothing wrong with those things. But His presence is the most important thing. And whatever you need from God today, again, here or worshiping, whatever you need from God today, we read things in God's Word and we look at the miracles that He's done before and we see maybe things in other people's lives that He's done, but we just think, you know, that's just not for me. I'm perfectly willing to believe that it happened thousands of years ago when the Bible was written, but it's just not for me. But I want to tell you that it is. Because the God we serve and the God we worship is the same yesterday, today, and forever. And if He did it before, He will do it again. So whatever you need from God today, in full faith and trust, you can call on Him. I'm calling on the God of Jacob. Whose love endures through generations. I know that you will keep your covenant. I'm calling on the God of Moses, the one who opened up the ocean. I need you now to do the Oh God, my God, I need you. Oh God, my God, I need you now. How I need you now. Oh rock, oh rock of ages, I'm standing on your faithfulness. On your
your faithfulness I'm standing on never changes. Hallelujah. You heard your children then. You hear your children now. You are the same God. You are the same God. You answered prayers back then.
You're the same God. How we need You now, yeah. I'm calling on the Holy Spirit. Almighty River, come and fill me again. Is that your prayer today? Say it again. Come and fill me again. Come and fill me. Come and fill me again. Come and fill us, Lord. I invite the children, if you come and stand here with uh, Miss April, uh, get ready to go down to your rooms. Come on, and we'll offer a blessing. To our, to our children. Let's pray for them right now. Heavenly Father, we are so grateful. And we ask your Holy Spirit to be upon them. We thank you for the men and the women, the adults who are taking time to invest in your children, these, your children. So God, we ask your blessing to once again be upon them. Guide them in the way you want them to go so that when they are old, they will not depart from the way that you have for them to go. We give you thanks for them. Thank you for their dads. Thank you for their moms. Thank you for those who give care to them. We pray for them all. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. faith in Jesus Christ is intended to be acted out. Not acting up, <laughs> but acting out. You know, that's one of the reasons why we have the car show today. So I want to I invite uh, all of you who are here today, the regular people who are uh, part of Christ the Cornerstone, when we leave this place this morning, I don't want you to just run to your car and, and go home or just just Go, go outside and look at some cars and get a hot dog or a hamburger or, or whatever and then go home. I want you to visit. This is a great opportunity for us to, to engage with other people who have come onto our campus. To, we want them to experience the love of Jesus Christ even though they may not even know that they're experiencing the love of Jesus Christ. And we need you all to do that. So if you're wearing, especially if you're wearing one of these shirts today. But if you're not, and you're a regular part of Christ the Cornerstone, I hope that you'll just take some time and try to engage others in, uh, in conversations through which you can share with them, whether it's in action or in a word, how good God is. Maybe God will lead you to, to pray with them and to just, just say, hey, I just pray God's blessing upon you. And thank you for being here today. That's why we are having the car show. And so I hope that you'll engage in that. And in that way, we will act out our part in, in the kingdom of God. 
I'm going to read something or say something that probably is familiar to many of you, especially if, if you uh, are a regular churchgoer. These are ancient words that the followers of Jesus have proclaimed for, for almost 2,000 years. And it's a declaration that says, I believe in God, the Father Almighty, Creator of heaven and earth. I believe in Jesus Christ, His only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Spirit, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, died, and was buried. He descended to the dead. And on the third day, He rose again. He ascended into heaven and is now seated at the right hand of God. And He will come again to judge the living and the dead. I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Holy Catholic Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Sound familiar? Did I say that with boldness? Do you think I believe it? I hope so. What if I said that without the boldness, without the confidence of believing it? I might say something like this, and perhaps you've heard people say things like this too. Uh, I think there might be a God who some call the Father Almighty, I guess. Creator of heaven and earth, but there are other ideas too. I've heard someone mention Jesus, Christ, whatever that means, His only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Spirit somehow, born of virgin, wink, wink, we know how that really happens, Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, died, was buried, he descended into the dead. I believe that there was a Pontius Pilate because he's recorded in, in history books and it's easier for me to believe in, in Pilate than it is for me to believe in Jesus because Jesus isn't recorded in history books like Pilate was, but I'll trust the history books. He descended to the dead on the third day. Somehow he rose again and Ascended into heaven, I guess, is what they say. And he sits at the right hand of the Father. And he's going to come again to judge the living and the dead. Well, I guess I believe in the Holy Spirit. There's a spirit out there, the Holy Catholic Church. I thought we were Methodist or Wesleyan or whatever. Why are we using this word Catholic? The communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, maybe? And the life everlasting? All right. If it's real, amen. <laughs> Not a lot of confidence in there, is it? Not a lot of boldness. That is no affirmation of faith. In other words, to trust in Jesus requires boldness. Even in our world today, even in a country where, where we we at one time may have been known as a Christian nation, 
And some of us still claim that it's a Christian nation. Requires boldness to say, I am a follower of Jesus who died on the cross. Where is this boldness today? It's been so easy for us in America to live the Christian life. It's almost expected that we'll do good things, therefore we are Christian. But it's not always been that way. And to be honest, it's not that easy to live the Christian life. And we probably ought to have a little bit more strain and require a little bit more boldness than what we're required to have. Where does this kind of boldness come from? As we're looking at this series of acting out our part in the kingdom of God, we're going to see today that we need to be bold in doing that. If we are going to act out the role that God has for us to act out, we've got to have some courage and some boldness to do so. Where's that going to come from? This weekend, not only do we celebrate dads and and the role of, of men and fathers in our lives, we also remember this weekend that in 1865, on June 19th, tomorrow, 1865, General of the Union Army finally had fought their way to Galveston, Texas, where they announced two years after the fact, two years after Abraham Lincoln had freed the slaves, the word got to Texas that you're free. They had been freed for two years and not even living in freedom. Now, there's a spiritual reality to that also that we don't want to miss today. And that reality is that Jesus Christ died 2,000 years ago to forgive all people of all sin. And many of us still are not living in the freedom that Jesus has won for us. And so I'm here today to say to you that in the name of Jesus Christ, all your sins are forgiven Live in that freedom. That flag that's, that, that's on the screen, let me tell you a little bit about that flag. It's, it's, this, is, this is the latest rendition. I, I, I saw several flags commemorating. It's called Juneteenth. And, and this, this flag was created with these symbols, with the, the blue and the red separated by a curved line indicating a new horizon for the freed slaves. The star in the middle indicates, okay, it's a nod to the state of Texas, but as we know from our national flag, every state gets a star. So it means that across this entire land, all slaves are free. And the star burst around the central star indicates the birth of a new star, a nova. And a birth of a new start and a new beginning. Can you imagine in 1865? I can only imagine, but hardly. 
the courage and the boldness required by a slave to step out of the reality of slavery into a life of freedom. And the declaration that was pronounced in Galveston, Texas, let me read it for you, and how much courage it would have taken for a, for a, a man and a woman and a child, a family, living in slavery for their entire life. How much courage would it take for them to step out of that life, everything that they've known, and begin to live a life of freedom, unheard of, unknown. How do we function like this? I know how I'd like to function, but how will I be able to function in this? Great fear. Let me read. This is what was read when, when the general, I can't remember his name, got to Texas. He said, the people of Texas are informed that in accordance with a proclamation from the executive of the United States, all slaves are free. Imagine hearing those words. Whatever your role is, they're striking words. Authority of the executive of the United States of America. All slaves are free. The next sentence. This involves an absolute equality of personal rights and rights of property between former masters and slaves. And the connection heretofore existing between them becomes that between employer and hired labor. The freed men are advised to remain at their present homes and work for wages they are informed that they will not be allowed to collect at military posts and that they will not be supported in idleness either there or elsewhere. And that's all it said. And we know in hindsight how difficult it has been in our nation to act upon that proclamation. That, as it's called, a general order. That means it's a general order for all the people of the United States to follow. Master and slave now change in relationship. What courage did it take to step into that new relationship, new functioning? We need courage. We need boldness in our lives. You may be facing something today that requires courage, requires boldness, requires you to step out into a, a new place and a, a new something. Maybe you're experiencing something in your life that has bound you into its own slavery. And in the name of Jesus Christ, you have confessed it. In the name of Jesus Christ, you have prayed. In the name of Jesus Christ, you have, you have declared freedom from that which binds you. But every day you still have to live in the freedom. You need some boldness. Where's that boldness going to come? Let's talk about that. Let's look at chapter 4 of the book of Acts. And see how when the Holy Spirit comes upon the people of God, how do they receive 
what they need in order to do what God is calling them to do. And in this series, playing our part in the kingdom of God, it's all about looking at the presence of God, the presence of the Holy Spirit in our lives, and the change that the Holy Spirit brings to us. God gives us our boldness through His Holy Spirit. So let's look at Acts chapter 4 to see who that is given to and how it works out. A little bit of background before we read this. Peter and John, remember Peter, He's one of Jesus' disciples who's so bold in following Jesus when, before Jesus was crucified. And, and yet when Jesus get, is crucified, Peter is identified as one who knows Jesus. And Peter says, I don't know that man. Where did his boldness go? And then after Jesus is resurrected, Peter is in that room along with all the other disciples Wondering, where do we go now? What do we do? And as we read last week, the Holy Spirit came upon them in chapter 2 and changed everything. And then Peter and John and all the disciples left that upper room declaring Jesus resurrected, having given them this power of the Holy Spirit to go out. The Holy Spirit compels us to go out. That's why I said when you leave here, you're going out among those who have gathered for the car show. And I want you to share Christ with them in whatever way the Holy Spirit leads you to do. Maybe it's just a handshake. Maybe it's just a glance of hello. Maybe it's asking somebody, did you get a hot dog? Did you get a hamburger? Did you get a sandwich? Do you need a drink? Looking at however we can share God's love to other people. So Peter and John had gone out. They had healed a crippled man which is the same thing that Jesus did, and only those who were of God were able to bring healings like that. That's what the Jews knew and understood, and that's what got Jesus in trouble Himself and got Him killed. And James and John had healed this crippled man. And so the leaders, the Jewish leaders said, you can't do that. There is no resurrection from the dead. Stop telling them that Jesus is raised from the dead. We may not find His body, but it's somewhere, because God doesn't do that. So they called John, Peter and John before the, the Jewish leadership and said, explain yourselves. And they did. And Peter once again gave testimony of the resurrected Jesus and the infilling of the Holy Spirit. And the council listened to them and they dismissed them. And they said, we're, we have to think about what we're going to do to you, do with you. What do we do with these people? And Peter and John went back and they met with their other disciples. That's the background for what we're going to read here in chapter 4. And it says, then, in chapter 4, beginning with verse 8, it says, Then Peter, filled with the Holy Spirit, said to them, Rulers and elders of our good people, we're being questioned today because we've done good deed for a crippled man. Do you want to know how he was healed? Let me clearly state to all of you and all people of Israel that he was healed by the powerful name of Jesus Christ, the Nazarene, the man you crucified, but whom God raised from the dead. For Jesus is the one, the Scriptures say, where it says, the stone that you builders rejected has now become the cornerstone. You see Peter's boldness? 
I'm standing there. He, he, he's, he's face to face with them. He's, he's saying, the one that you crucified, the, the cornerstone that you killed has now become the cornerstone. There is salvation in no one else. God has given no other name under heaven by which we must be saved. Only Jesus. So the members of the council were amazed at what they saw the boldness of Peter and John, for they could see that they were ordinary men with no special training in the Scriptures. They also recognized them as men who had been with Jesus. And then they sent them out of the council. I got ahead of myself a little bit. But I want to jump forward. Now Peter and John are with the other believers. And I don't have this part on the screen because I don't want you to read it. I just want you to hear it. And while they're with the other disciples, they pray together. And I want you to hear the prayer that the early disciples pray. This is a prayer of boldness to God, but it's also a prayer for giving us boldness as well. So the, the disciples pray this, O Sovereign Lord, Creator of heaven and earth, see and everything in them. You spoke long ago by the Holy Spirit through our ancestor David, your servant, saying, why were the nations so angry? Why did they waste their time with futile plans? The kings of the earth prepared for battle. The rulers gathered together against the Lord and against His Messiah. So they're reciting the Old Testament, what the people of Israel had, had always done, rejecting God. It's what every person does in our lives today. We all reject God. And, and they finish quoting that Scripture, and then, and then Peter says, I think Peter's praying, he says, in fact, this has happened here in this very city. And it's happening right here in our very town, in our very family. The same need. The same thing. Every one of us has rejected God. He says this has happened in every city for Herod Antipas, Pontius Pilate the governor, the Gentiles, all the, the people of Israel were all against Jesus, your holy servant whom you anointed. But everything they did was determined beforehand according to your will. This is part of God's plan. And now, O Lord, hear their threats, they said. Give us, Your servants, great boldness in proclaiming Your Word. Stretch out Your hand with healing power. May miraculous signs and wonders be done through the name of Your holy servant, Jesus. Brothers and sisters in Christ, do we wake up every morning and pray this prayer? We ought to be. We need to be. Or a prayer similar to it. God, today is the day You have given me to live. I can't do it without You. In this world, they need to hear Your good news. There are people suffering. There are people oppressed. There are people depressed. There are people discouraged. There are people who need help. There are people who need Your providence. Oh God, stretch out Your hand and do miracles among us in the name of Jesus, Your servant. Amen. 
I want to jump to the end of Acts chapter 4. Peter prayed that powerful prayer. What do you think happened? They got up out of their seats. They said, good to see you this morning. We'll see you next week. No. Let's look at verse 31. This one is on the screen. After that prayer, the meeting place shook. And they were all filled with the Holy Spirit. And then they preached the Word of God with boldness. Go, brothers and sisters, in the boldness of the name of Jesus Christ and proclaim good news. Proclaim freedom to the captives. Proclaim healing to the blind. Proclaim forgiveness of sins to all. Proclaim That the old life, by our trust in Jesus, the old life is gone. The new life has come. (laughs) Juneteenth. The old is gone. The new has come. Let us be those people who live in that new reality and help all people step in to that new reality through faith in Jesus Christ. So my prayers for us this morning are that we would say goodbye to the old life. Maybe you've got some sin that you need to confess. I was thinking about this, and I thought all of us are guilty of God's sin. And and it is forgiven through Jesus Christ by our confession of our sin and our confession of our faith in Jesus, who died on the cross to forgive our sins. Trust that. Believe that. Act on that. Reality, Sin no more. Because Jesus' death on the cross not only cancels our debt, but it breaks the power of sin in our lives. We don't have to sin anymore. We don't have to do what's wrong. Stop making excuses. Well, I keep doing this because of that. Stop making excuses for living a life of sin. And trust in Jesus Christ to break the power of of sin in your life. And maybe you need to come here and pray and say, God, forgive me for not living in the reality of Your presence in my life. I know You forgave all my sins. I believe that. But I've not been walking in the way that is Your way. Forgive me for that. Fill me with Your power. I want to invite us to stand together as we are able. And I want to read that prayer one more time and I ask us to make it our prayer today. And then we will sing. And I invite you to come here and continue to pray as we sing if the Lord leads you to do so. There will be people at the prayer stations who who are willing to pray with you. If you're not sure how to pray, maybe you've never prayed, you've never (laughs) said a personal prayer to God before, they can lead you and guide you in that. They can say a prayer for you. They can encourage you to just tell God what's on your heart. But let's pray this prayer one more time. Oh Lord, We live in a world where there are threats against You all the time. We live in a world, God, where where there is suffering, where there is evil. Lord, we live in families 
where our family members are bound into the chains of sin, addiction, behaviors, habits that take away life instead of give life. Oh Lord, hear their threats and give us, your servants, great boldness to proclaim your word. Oh Lord, stretch out your hand with healing power so that miraculous signs and wonders be done through the name of your holy servant, Jesus. And now, God, as we continue to pray, speak to each of our hearts. If we need to confess a sin to you, if one of us needs to confess a sin, let let us, give us the words to do that. If we need to acknowledge that, God, I do trust in Jesus that he forgave my sin, put those words in our hearts. God, if there's anything else that anybody here needs to deal with, let us have your power and your boldness in our lives. We ask this in the powerful and mighty name of your servant, our Savior, Jesus. Thank you. Amen. Thank you, Lord. We invite you to come and pray. Folks at the prayer stations. And let's confess our need for the Lord in every part of our lives. Oh God, my God, I need you. Oh God, my God, I need you now. How I need you now. Oh rock, oh rock of ages, I'm standing on your
today that you would make us free from the things that burden us. You would make us free from the things that keep us from living the life that you want us to live. Make us free from the things that keep us from playing the part in the kingdom of God that you want us to play. Holy Spirit, encourage us. Strengthen us as we leave this place today. God, let your spirit rise in us. Fill us to overflowing today and every day that we live that we might be your people. And then in the name of Jesus. And everybody said together, Amen. Amen. God bless you. The altar is still open for prayer. There's still folks at the prayer station. There's still folks that can meet you online for prayer for another few minutes. Uh, so don't get away today if you need prayer uh, without praying today. God bless you. Happy Father's Day, Dads. We'll see you next week. <laughs>